Pascal finds Barrett. Why not? Oh, Mississauga's finest. R.J. Barrett. 26 in the booze are ringing out at the Chase Center. 18 teams in action. Nine games across the NBA on January 7th. And seven of them were legit bangers. It's Alexander J for Daily NBA. And it was a great night in the NBA. Two games went to OT and a bunch of others were pretty close. Let's get straight into it. In the very first game of the night, the Cleveland Cavaliers had a 16-point lead midway through the fourth quarter before a very late flurry of points and stops from the Spurs brought it down to just a single possession with seconds left to play. Victor Wembanyama stuffing Karis LeVert on the incredible recovery play with five seconds remaining. The Spurs retaining the ball on that possession and opting not to use a timeout, forcing Jeremy Sohan to launch it from half court. Unfortunately, no dice for the Spurs. They fall short on the comeback attempt, and the Cavs sneak out 115 to 117 winners at home. Jared Allen finishing with a monster stat line, 29.16 rebounds. Karis LeVert shooting 4 of 5 from beyond the arc for the Cavs to finish with 23. Meanwhile, for the Spurs, Victor Wembanyama finished with 24 points, 10 rebounds, 5 blocks, 3 of those coming in the final quarter, as Devin Vassell had 22 men. Both Keldon Johnson and Trey Jones at the point guard had 18 in the defeat. The win is the Cavs' third in the row, and for those who haven't been paying attention, uh, they've rocketed up in a tie for fourth in the East. Jarrett Allen, over the last seven games, averages 21 points and 16 rebounds. I joked about it on yesterday's NBA show on the Mojo Sports Network that there was no way I was waking up early to watch the Blazers and the Nets duke it out at 6am Australia time this morning. But I should have. It was an incredible duel between Mikhail Bridges, who had 42, and Anthony Simons, who finished with 38 points and 11 assists, ending in a 7-point win for the Blazers in OT. That one was 134-127 to to beat the Nets. Bridges did tie it for Brooklyn with a second and a half left in regulation before the Blazers just took over an OT. Jeremy Grant had 27, Shaden Sharp 21, and Aussie Duop Reith played 40 minutes at centre for 15 points, 13 rebounds, and 4 stocks. Those are the steals and blocks. The Magic outlasted the Hawks by 7 points in overtime as well. It was 117-110. to Paolo Bancaro finished in OT with 35 points, 10 rebounds. Caleb Houston scoring a career-high 25 for Orlando in his first start of the season. Markel Fultz even returned after missing 27 games of a knee injury. He picked up 4 assists and 10 minutes. Trey Young had 31 for the Hawks, and I think DeJounte Murray had 24. The Golden State Warriors never led as they fell to the new and improved Toronto Raptors, 133 to, I've written 188, but that can't be right. Let's call it 118. RJ Barrett had 26 points in the first half in the Chase Center back in San Francisco as the Raptors entered the major break up 32. But an old-fashioned third-quarter rally from the Warriors brought it back to just single digits at the end of the third, giving Raptors fans globally heart palpitations. Fortunately for my cardiologist, Dennis Schroeder and Chris Boucher combined for 18 points, shooting 8 of 8 from the floor in the final stanza to bring it home. RJ finished with 37-6-6, with 5 other Raptors scoring at least 13 points. Strange shooting splits though, as they shot 59% from the floor, 46% from distance, but the team only shot 57% from the line. Clay Thompson was the best warrior at home. He shot 10 of 15 for 25, while Steph Curry's off night resulted in just 9 points. 
The 57th pick in this year's draft, that's Trace Jackson Davis, the son of former Pacer Dale Davis, missed a single shot en route to 16 and 11 rebounds, while Moses Moody tallied 21 for the Warriors. Otto Porter Jr., who played on the 2022 Championship Warriors team, he's now with the Raptors, received his championship ring from Steph Curry pregame. Uh, Porter Jr., in case you forgot, averaged 19 minutes a game in 19 appearances that postseason en route to a ring. Kyrie Irving showed out as the Mavericks beat the Wolves 115-108 at home in Dallas. Kyrie's 35 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, 3 steals, and 2 blocks was the best game I've seen from him this year, especially considering he made 6 of 8 from distance. And when paired with 34 from Luka Doncic, it's pretty hard to beat. Anthony Edwards played really well for an efficient 36 points, 10 rebounds, 4 stock performance. But scoring was hard to come by outside of that. Carl uh, Anthony Towns had 24, but from memory, he played most of that final quarter with 5 fouls, so he was a bit passive. NBA.com tells me that Dallas are now the third best team in the league in clutch games. So those are games within five points with less than five minutes remaining, while the Wolves excuse me, remain the clutchest, even in defeat. Fun game uh, down the stretch of this one. There was multiple double-digit runs. There was like an 11-0 run to the Wolves and then an 11-0 run to the Mavericks. Check out the highlights if you've got the time. I'm yet to see a single second of the Grizzlies' comeback win over the Suns. It was 121-115. Jar Morant sat out with shoulder soreness, so I didn't watch this one. Apparently, he picked up that injury against the Lakers last week. But Jaron Jackson had uh, 28 points. Marcus Smart, 25, and a good showing for him. While Desmond Baines, 23, including a three-pointer to take the lead with a couple minutes remaining. Got it done. Kevin Durant had missed the previous three games coming to this one. I thought he wasn't going to play either, hence why I didn't watch. Uh, but he ended his night with 30, excuse me, 23 and 10 in 36 minutes. Yusuf Nurkic with some big numbers in the box score, 18 points, 19 rebounds, which is starting to come a little bit uh, a typical trend for him this year. Brad Beal had just 12. Uh, okay, so I'm going to drop the score of the Pistons and Nuggets game first, and then we'll talk about the game. Denver won by 17. It was 131 to 114. It was never remotely close in the second half. Now that we've got that out of the way, super, super bizarre stat line coming from two-time MVP Nikola Jokic. He shot the ball tonight just three times, playing 25 minutes for four points, seven rebounds, 16 assists, and five blocks. Uh, Jamal Murray ended up being the benefactor of most of that selfless play. He finished with 37. Um, MPJ and KCP both had 18 for the defending champions. Meanwhile, Detroit's Cade Cunningham, he left the game early with a knee sprain. I haven't seen anything yet about the severity of that injury, but the Pistons subreddit is now convinced they might not win another game all year. Jalen Duran had 24 the Pistons. Okay, one fun thing to mention. I switched over to this game in the second quarter and saw 35-year-old DeAndre Jordan catching a lob for the Nuggets and throwing it down in year 16 like he was back on the Lob City Clippers back in 2012. So my question to Nuggets fans, does this happen often? Does DeAndre Jordan still have it? The Lakers held off a sustained comeback attempt from Little Brothers in the LA Clippers. The Battle of LA going to Laker Nation this time, 106-103, the final score in a tight contest. LeBron James finished the night 25-8-7 to end the four-game slide for the Purple and Gold, while Anthony Davis chipped in 22-10. Bron had a dunk in traffic in the third quarter that was over Paul George. That'll probably be the dunk of the year. I'll play that audio now. LeBron trained down the track. Look out! Blocking foul. LeBron right down the gut. Goes up and hammers one. LBJ. This crowd is still buzzing. 
PG-13 and Avicii Zubak both finished the night on 22. Zubak pulling down 19 boards as their five-game winning streak is finished. There are two more games between these two at Crypto.com Arena this season before the Clippers are scheduled to move to a brand new arena in Inglewood next year. And in the final recap, the Pelicans blew out the Sacramento Kings. That's a team that continues to confuse me. CJ McCollum taking revenge on the team that said they would draft him as high as number 7 back in the 2013 draft. He dropped 30 in the 133-100 to beatdown. Uh, the Pelicans dominated the glass, out-rebounding the Kings 51-25. to Jonas Valanciunas had 12 of those, along with his 15 points, as the Pels, uh, they coasted early, even though they were missing both of Zion Williamson with an injury, and Jose, uh, Jose Alvarado's out with a non-COVID illness, I think. But even so, the Pels were up 50 at one point. DeMantis Sabonis and Kevin Huerta both had 17 for Sacramento. De'Aaron Fox was locked down by both Aussie Dyson Daniels and Herb Jones. Fox scored just three points in 25 minutes. Here's CJ's comments post-game. Yeah, Sacramento was supposed to draft me. They had me come back for a second workout. Um, actually told me they were going to take me at seven, and they didn't. So Still personal. I, I, enjoy, I enjoy playing here. <laughs> That's it for today's episode of Daily NBA with Alexander J. Consider leaving us a five-star review. Wherever you're listening to the show today, remember to follow your passion. It'll lead you to some great things. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.